Welcome to the return of the Scarlet Nation podcast. Bobby Darren here for Scarlet Nation with Brian Fonseca, also of Scarlet Nation. Uh, we're here, uh, game week number three. Rutgers is set to play Buffalo. Brian coming off a, a disappointing, that's to put it mildly, loss to Kansas. Um, we're going to rehash a little bit of that, talk about the state of the team, and, and a little bit about what we see moving forward. So, um, Ryan, let's start off. I mean, Kansas 55-14, to 14, not a lot of people expected that. Uh, what's your thoughts on the loss, on the state of the team, and, and, and what's going on here? I really don't think anyone could have imagined what happened on Saturday in Lawrence. It came out of nowhere, and I don't think it would have been you know, totally unacceptable to lose to Kansas, but to lose the way they did, 55-14, to 14, is, I think embarrassing is probably the right way, and I think most people in that building would admit to that. Um, I think that the game kind of just got out of hand. Uh, it started off poorly uh, with a couple three and outs offensively. Sikowski throws three picks uh, before he gets yanked, and it just spun out of control. I think we just spoke to offensive coordinator John McNulty, and I think he put it correctly that he tells Art he doesn't have to go out and win games, but he just can't lose them. Right. And I think that Sikowski went out with that mentality that he has to go out and win the game, mm-hmm. and then once he threw that first interception, things just kind of spiraled out of control, and uh, now we have this, you know, I guess debacle to, to speak of, because this really is the lowest point of, of Chris Ash's tenure here. I think you can... Well, I mean, and yes, it was a bad game, but it is only one game. It goes down as a loss. Um, You look at it, what does the team, I'm curious, what does the team do next week? Because you're never as good as your best game. You're never as bad as your worst game. Thankfully for Rutgers fans, because that was a bad game. So, But can they put it behind them? Can they move on? Can they improve? Because there is some talent there. Um, You mentioned Sikowski. You know, you roll the dice with the freshman starter. And and let's be honest, Sikowski was a heralded recruit, but a lot of that was based on camp performances and what he did in shorts and what he could potentially be, not what he's done on the field. He went down to IMG and lost his starting job. Um, To me, the most glaring thing was was he didn't look confident out there. It, It looks like... You know, he was a deer in headlights. That's the impression that I got. And if you go out with that mentality, you're doomed from the beginning. So um, to spot the, the the other team so many points, it, it really puts your defense in a hole, too. I mean, you know, you're really asking a lot on a hot day. Um, you know, so I'm curious to see how they come back next week. Uh, the game was terrible. I mean, you know, it, we've, we've talked about it. You know, fans are unhappy about it, obviously, coaches, players. And I'm interested to see if this sparks a little, um, you know, vigor amongst the, team, amongst the team because, you know, I'd be pissed off if I was them. I'd want to get back out and play. I know when I used to play, if I lost a game like that, I, I couldn't wait, you know, to get back out and, and do it again uh, and just kind of leave everything out there and erase that memory. So, um now, quarterback situation, what do you do moving forward? Do you stick with Sikowski? Do you take the bumps and bruises? Do you go with Gio Rochino? Or, or do you roll the dice with Jonathan Lewis, who was markedly improved in, in camp? I mean, what's your thoughts, Brian? I do think, before I get into the quarterback thing, that you had a good point that this is just one game. It may feel like the sky is falling and that the season is for naught, but really it is just one loss. It would have been the same if had they lost uh, by three points or by 41 points as they did. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's important to keep in mind. The quarterback situation is an interesting one. I do think that there is some merit to being a discussion here. If, for example, Chris Ash moves over to Giovanni Rochino moving forward, I can see and accept that decision. I think it's a fair one. I think if you move to Gio Rochino right now, you're 
playing for this season, playing to get into a bowl game, playing to salvage whatever is the rest of the season. Because one interesting thing to think about is how Rutgers would fare against Kansas with Geo. I don't think it's fair to assume he would win that game, but I do think it's a good assumption to say that he wouldn't lose the game the way that Zikowski did. I don't think he would throw those interceptions, and I think that he's been around the block enough and is mature enough to kind of slow things down and not force the issue mm-hmm. the way Sikowski did. Because as you said, he did appear very nervous. I mean, it was only his third uh, collegiate game, and uh, but the, as McNulty said, there was not a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those throws felt like he was forcing them into windows that just weren't there. Uh, there were a couple of plays where Jerome Washington was wide open or other receivers on the other side of the field where Sikowski wasn't looking were open. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like he picked his target before the, the ball was snapped and just kind of followed them through. And that's a big issue Sikowski has, but to you know, kind of build off that, there's no way for him to improve on that if he doesn't just keep going out there and playing, which is why there's also merit to you know playing Sikowski and letting him go through this rough patch and go through these bumps and bruises and, and you know just take the season as a wash and accept it for what it is, accept it as a growing season. You know, I, And I can see your point there, but it's not fair to the rest of the players and the fan base. Sure. Um, to just say, hey, we're going to sacrifice this season because this quarterback might be good in the future. Sure. Um, along those lines, also, you have to keep in mind that Gio uh, Rossigno is very respected on this team. Chris Ash said that he had the most overwhelming majority of votes for captains. Overwhelming. These guys believe in him. They like him. They can rally behind him. You know, when I see Arthur Sikowski out there looking like a deer in headlights, I, I don't know that the team is going to say, yeah, this guy is going to lead us to, to the postseason. Um you know, so it, it's a slippery slope, and, and I know coaches are a lot of time very uh, careful about how they handle quarterbacks. Um, I'm of the opinion that they have to be tougher than the average football player to play. So if, if, if they have to get benched and sit, you know, damn your psyche. I mean, <laughs> you know, you tough it up, you know, basically. So um, if, I, if I'm the coaches, I'm seriously considered looking elsewhere because, um, you know, there's just so many fundamental flaws, and some of it has to do with the fact that he didn't play a lot last year. You know, this is a kid in high school who rode the bench. So you're asking him to go from that to, to leading a team in the Big Ten. Uh, it's a huge leap. And I know he's done well, and I know he has the measurables and the intangibles. But, you know, you look on that field, and, and I, after that first interception, I said there's no way they're winning with, with this kid in there. He just he just didn't have it. So um, maybe it'll change. Maybe, maybe he turns a corner. It's, it's tough to really, you know expect that to happen but um you know it's an interesting question to say the least how about uh you know you talked about those guys what about Jonathan Lewis I mean does he deserve uh, some consideration what's your thoughts on him I do think that it would be worth a shot to you know put him out there and see mm-hmm. I in the limited time that we've been able to watch him I do think uh that he has improved from last season mm-hmm. he looks bigger he looks a little bit more confident in a practice setting uh, but we haven't really gotten to see him play any meaningful minutes aside from you know garbage time against Texas State. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, I, I'm unsure what the, the staff's plan is of whether they're going to redshirt him or not. Mm-hmm. The new rule does give some wiggle room as to whether you want to put him out there to kind of experiment and see you know mm-hmm. how he would do in a game situation where you know his snaps do matter. Mm-hmm. So I could see, not that I could see, but I do believe that you know he is a viable option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess to kind of just wrap up this quarterback section. If I were the head coach, if I were Ash or McNulty and I'm making this decision, personally, I ride out with Sikowski because of I think he has the most room to grow, and I think that down the line there is uh, a greater benefit to playing him because Giovanni Rochino is 
good for this season, sure. Assuming he goes out, plays well, wins Rutgers five, ga five of their last eight games, and uh, or of the last nine games, and they make it to a bowl game. Um, that's all good and well, and that would be a tremendous way to end the season, but where does Rutgers go from there after he graduates? Do you go back to Sikowski when you didn't trust him to play as a true freshman? I think that raises a question of where Ash expects this season to go and how he uh, you know, looks to use the future. So for you, Bobby, what do you think? If you were the head coach um, and this was your decision, you know, you I, I take a look at a few things. I just don't look at the, the bad passes. I look at who's this team going to rally behind, who can inspire this team to play better, because it wasn't an inspired team in the second half. Yes. Um, or by the second half, I should say. Um, who's going to, you know, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback. People used to ask about Hayden Reddick, why he didn't play, and one of the reasons was he didn't have the belief of the guys in the huddle. Um, you know, I don't know if Sikowski has that yet. I, I just, you know, I'm not sold on guys that, that do well in camps and then don't really show me a ton on the field. I, I just, you know, you look at a guy like Jalen Chapman, he's not in the conversation now, but this kid won state championships. He threw for thousands of yards. You know, he might not have the strong arm, but down the line, I mean, this kid's a winner. You know what I mean? He's been there. He's, he's, he, I, I feel like that type of situation prepares you better. Um, Sikowski didn't have that. You know what I mean? Not saying one's going to be better than the other, but you just look at their their history and, and how they're prepared. So um, this week, if I, I, I'm I'm putting Sikowski on on the side this week, if I'm the coach, whether it's Racino or Lewis or a combination of the both of them, you know, they talk about well, you need to keep the guys in. You know, uh, some situational stuff might work better with Jonathan Lewis, who really needed to improve on his accuracy and consistency. And I, I saw that in him um, this summer. Um, you know, I've seen him make some great plays at the high school level, and I've seen him struggle at times. So I think consistency was one his issue. Um, I'd be interested to see what he had out there, but um, if next week starts off in any kind of similar fashion, I think it's 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 a struggle. And, and you mentioned bowl game. I, I think a bowl game would be a huge accomplishment. I think this fan base would say if Brian Fonseca was quarter and if we won six games, you know, yeah. it, it would it would be a triumph, and it really would. So I, I think you have to play for the now. I, I think the whole you know let's build for the future. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, you got to find win, get ways to win games, or you know, there's not going to be a fan base left for the future. So um, that being said, uh, you know, we'll kind of close the door on Kansas and, and just get into Buffalo briefly. A three and O team who has some decent players. You might look at it on the schedule and say, "Oh, it's a MAC team," but this is a good MAC team. Yep, and I think Rutgers, as of the recording of this podcast, is being spotted six points in Vegas. Uh, they're six point underdogs at home against the MAC team, which looks very bad on paper. And I do think some of that is accentuated by how bad they lost to Kansas. But like you said, Bobby, Buffalo is a legit team. I've been tooting their horn this entire uh, season. They mm -hmm. looked really good the first two weeks. They beat Temple at home, and they just beat Eastern Michigan, who is probably their biggest competitor for the MAC title this season. Mm -hmm. They have a tremendous quarterback. They have one of the best wide receivers in the country who might end up being a first-team All-American. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is going to be the one to watch. On the defensive side of the ball, they have a couple of NFL players. I believe uh, Khalil Hodges' name is a linebacker who is going to be very good, about as good or even better as Joe Dineen from Kansas, who Rutgers fans saw as a tremendous player as well. And I think that even Rutgers being spotted six points while it looks bad is probably a fair assessment, and I think I would say that regardless of the Kansas uh, result. Now, I'll be doing, you know, I'll be looking at the film for Buffalo later on in the week, but I do think it's. Uh, a game that Rutgers fans should look at as a very challenging game at worst because Buffalo is a team that is going to compete and probably win the MAC. And I mean, this may be a bold prediction, but I could see them getting ranked at some point in the season. Mm -hmm. They're that good, in my opinion, and I think that 
uh, there's some some worry to be had. About yeah, and, and especially after last week. And, and that's why I said, uh, going back to what I said earlier, I'm interested to see how this Rutgers team responds. Um, you know, they got punched in the face. You know, uh, do they fall down and, and, and just down for the counter? They get back up and they keep punching back. Um, that's what I'm most curious to see. And, and I think you're going to see in the first quarter, uh, it's going to be uh, indicative of how the game plays out. You know, which team comes out, who starts swinging. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's a wait and see. I mean, but there's a lot of football left to be played. And like I said, you're not as worse. You're not as bad as your worst game. You're not as good as your best game. And, um, you know, we're going to see what happens. But, um, you know, Buffalo, uh, after that, you know, you start getting into a heavier schedule. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's go time, right? Yep. This is the crucial point of the season, and I think that uh, the way Buffalo goes will go a long way in determining, you know, how the rest of the season goes. I think a loss to Buffalo would make it very, very difficult to get into a bowl game, which is the point, uh, the goal of the season that Ash has been saying since the, the, the preseason. I think you're right that the first quarter, the first five, ten minutes of the game are really going to, you know, determine the outlook for this game. I think when you saw... Uh, at Kansas, when Rutgers got into a pretty deep hole, there was there, there was no I don't want to say there was no fight, but you could tell that there, there a comeback was not coming. That yeah. I, I I don't want to say they gave up because I don't think that's fair to say, mm-hmm. and I don't think I can really judge that off just watching right. you know the film. But I do think that once once Kansas made it a 25 point game and Rutgers needed you know to tie the biggest comeback in school history to win that game, I I don't think they, they had it in them to. You know, really pull that back. You know, yeah, when it was 24-14, I thought, ah, maybe they'll get over this little hump. But, um, you know, it, it just kind of snowballed. And, and that's a better Kansas team that's been, you know, we've, yes. we've written, you know, they haven't won two FBS, won games against two FBS opponents since 2009. But, you know, Kansas isn't going to win the national championship, but it is a better team. Puka Williams, a heck of a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a better team, and, and it's just one game. I know it's a terrible game, um, but it was one game, so... Uh, the great thing about football is there's another game next week, and we'll be covering it for you up and down, top to bottom. We hope to see you on the message boards at the round table. Um, all your questions are welcomed, and uh, we'll see you again on the next Scarlet Nation podcast. For Brian Fonseca, this is Bobby Darren saying we'll see you soon.